Welcome to the Paradigm Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oliver, here with Dane Lee. Today, we're going to get into um, a little bit of recovery stuff. Um, sorry if I sound very nasally. I have some congestion. Um, a little bit of crud going around or something. But anyway, um, we're going to get into some recovery things. Uh, Dane just got an infrared sauna. We're going to talk about that. I got new toys. New toys. And it is very pleasant in there. Get your music. You can turn on the party lights. Um, I like the feeling because it's like a, it's a dry feeling in there, like yeah. a dry sauna. It's not like the old school, like very humid rock sauna kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and it's it's you can actually breathe in it, which is nice. So even at, I think the highest I've gotten in there is like a hundred and thirty three, maybe. Okay. And it's still just like can actually breathe. I feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, you're sweating, obviously, but um, there's no uh, feeling of like, I need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh yeah. So, cause the wet saunas were like the Y locally, I think has probably, a, yeah, probably like the Y maybe powerhouse. Like I know the, the moisture that's in there can be really helpful for people mm-hmm. who have like sinus issues yeah. and kind of helping out with that. I've never been able to stay in them mm-hmm. for very long. Yeah, I don't hard. know. Maybe I'm just a wuss, but I do really enjoy that mm-hmm. about this. Now the other day though, I definitely went in longer than I was ready for. In those last five minutes, I was just like itching to get out. I was like, no, I can do this. Yeah. I can do it. Um, but I agree with you. Like the infrared and what I need to look into it, because I was talking to someone the other day is the temperature that you see, mm. is it comparable to a higher temperature in a, even a, like a dry sauna or a wet sauna that uses yeah. different kind of heating because the infrared's going to hit deeper into your skin. Mm. So does it, give better efficiency at a lower temperature i don't know yeah that's something i want to check into yeah um yeah i think that's what we should kind of dive into is like uh just what the infrared sauna is so people get a background of it okay um and they understand that and then um you know its uses like when Mm -hmm. how how long you know things like that so yeah if you want to go ahead and uh talk about it the primary difference is that it's going to end up using the infrared radiation. Mm-hmm. I hesitate to use the word radiation, but like it, it is like it radiates the heat yeah, and it ends up going about an inch and a half deeper into the skin or into your body than other conventional forms. Yeah. The other nice thing about it is that, so because it's infrared light, any kind of light therapy, especially like light therapy, moving down into infrared, um, has different effects on the cells in the body than using like a wet sauna. So heat in general, you have these heat shock proteins that occur, and you can use those to your advantage. You can do it like after a workout. You can do it on active recovery days. You can technically do it before you work out. You just want to do it somewhat differently, but you're not at that point not using it for recovery purposes. It's more preparation. But in addition to the heat shock protein that occurs, and that helps out with like clearance of inflammation and just overall muscle damage, like tissue remodeling and speeding up the process, it ends up having an effect on the cellular level as far as how much energy gets transferred to them. And I don't mean that in like a, a woo-woo way at all. But because you increase cellular metabolism from the infrared light, mm-hmm. all the processes that happen in the cell end up just happening fast. It's like you give them a cup of coffee. Yeah. Like they do everything, they just do it quicker. So the clearance of certain metabolites or toxins end up happening faster. The production of ATP 
happens faster. But there's also these really uh, beneficial aspects such as like it lowers your resting heart rate sooner. So if you just came from a workout and your heart rate's jacked up and your whole goal is I need to relax, calm down so I get my heart rate down because the sooner you do, the sooner you go into more of a recovery mode, this helps make it happen more efficiently. It helps to lower blood pressure quicker. It has a nice little benefit in there on um, the health of the arteries mm-hmm. in general. So you take all of those traditional sauna benefits and you add these ones on top of it and it helps with inflammation. It helps with um, getting into recovery mode a little bit quicker. So especially if you're somebody who works out in the evenings uh, and because that's just how life schedule works for you mm-hmm. and you find that that has an effect on how well you can fall asleep or what the overall quality of your sleep is mm-hmm. because of that, it becomes a really nice thing to add in there uh, as an option to help you move into a more relaxed state post-workout so that you can have less of those detriments to your sleep quality. I think that was um, that, that was a big thing I noticed just from the, the first time I was in it <clears throat> was when I left, I had like a very calming, like mm-hmm. it's almost like euphoric like effect of like I felt very relaxed. A lot of times you leave here, like I'm still jacked up, you know, mm-hmm. ready to go and stuff. And even when I get home, still like have that, um, you know, kind of that uh, post-workout like energy, just like um, it's almost like an anxiety type feeling. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> but that, like I noticed on the drive home, I was very relaxed, calm, and then got home. Like I just did what I had to do. And I was, I was a lot more calm than what I typically am. That was, mm-hmm. that was the single biggest thing that I noticed uh, from the first couple times I was in it. Um, the one thing that I tried to do too, and um, this is just more from a, um, and it's probably like a placebo feeling for me um, is I got in it before I worked out a couple times now too, mm-hmm. just for like five to seven minutes. Um, just kind of heat up the body, heat up the muscle a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I didn't feel like it, you know, hindered my workout at all. I just felt, I felt like it was a little bit easier to get into a warm up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, I can't say if it is effective in that way or not for everybody, but for me, you know, old ass that I am, it, it helped yeah. to uh, to jump in there real quick. But I think when you look at what a warm up in general is supposed to do, one of them being that you want to increase your core body temperature mm-hmm. and increase blood flow, it does do that. Yeah, it doesn't do everything else. So as long as you're making sure that you go through some type of warm up yeah, that still, checks still out the boxes, like that's a really good compliment. But it's important with what you said. You went in for like five minutes. Mm. You don't go in there for like 20 to 30 minutes yeah, and yeah. then try to go work out because it's not exhausting to mm. be in there, but it is very sedating. It's relaxing yeah. to do yeah. it. So you get those initial benefits, but not so long that you start to have that you know parasympathetic stimulation yeah. with it. I think what I did is I went out, um, you know, got all my stuff together, and then I was on the bike for like about two to three minutes. Mm-hmm. Jumped off there. I did, you know, a couple things, um, you know, for my hip flexors and stuff. And then I came, sat in that, and then I actually went through like my full warm up mm-hmm. that I would do. But I felt like it was I had that ability. Like I felt when I went out there, went back out there, like I had already been warming up pretty good for the last five minutes. So mm-hmm. I feel like it, it 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 may be the exact same time depending on your warm up. 
But for me, you know, that specific day, I felt like it cut down the time needed to get everything warmed up. Yeah. So I remember I went to Lindsay. I'm like, my body feels like it's not like get getting going at all. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I can't get warm. I can't get hot yeah. at all. I just feel cold still. So, um, you know, going in there that day kind of helped, but, um, yeah, I think any, it, like you said, if you go in there for too long though, then you're, uh, <laughs> you're not going to have a very just, good yeah, workout. Moving to the opposite end yeah. of what it's supposed you're to do. Go out and try to do something and be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I was going to sit here. Yeah. We'll just take a really long break in between sets. Yeah. And then not do the next set. Yeah. Most often, you know, I encourage people use it post-workout again for what we talked about but also like on the active recovery days where you come in but the people need to build up how long they can do it it's hard to give a time frame on what you should do except for like the you know the warm-up or the pre-workout kind of thing yeah where you're saying like yeah five seven minutes you're good because you have to build up a tolerance and your body has to adjust to what you're putting it through it's kind of the same way like when it gets warm through the seasons spring in ohio if it hits like 55 60 degrees like we're like this is amazing it's a heat wave yeah 55 60 right now it's like oh my god it's cool. right yeah because yeah, we're so used to it being warmer like our bodies adapt over time to what we're asking them to do and that includes temperature yeah so you get in for like 10 minutes at you know maybe 120 and you're like well it wasn't that bad good and then the next time you go in try you know 12 to 15 minutes same temperature you feel good you know up the <laughs> Uh, temperature as you're in there just to something that keeps you sweating but you're not feeling rough while you're in there when you're coming out and then you keep bumping that up ideally uh, a good sauna session like not temperature wise just lengthwise is anywhere from like 25 to 40 minutes 40 minutes is like really long Mm -hmm. being in there and you have to build up to that in the same way you have to kind of build up like cardio like you have to give yourself time to adapt to it so on the active recovery day, if you say, well, I normally come in and work out for like an hour, so I'll just spend an hour in the sauna as a replacement if I'm going to be at the gym. Like, no, 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 no. No, that's not going to work. You have to be strategic and smart about how long you're in there, the temperature and like everything that you're combining with it. Yeah. Um, I'd say if you, if you haven't been in any type of sauna before, um, if it's fully heated up, you know, and you're, you're stepping in, people being in there 10, 15 minutes, you're going to feel like it's going to, you're going to want to get out of there. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, if you're not used to it, it's not a, a, like a pleasant feeling at first because you're not used to that. Right. You don't, you know, but once you're, once you're kind of used to it, it's, it's very relaxing. It's chill. I fell asleep in there the other day. <laughs> I like, thank God it has a yeah. timer on it. Yeah. No, I was like, I was just sitting there, put my head back. I was like, I mean, I've got another 15 minutes or so. And next thing I knew, like I heard the click of the sauna turn. I was like, oh, well, that was a nice little power nap. Yeah. Yeah. Put you right into recovery. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Hold on. <coughs> I swear I don't have COVID. <laughs> I had to get tested. They forced me. Corona. And I do not have coronavirus. So, which is amazing. Let's get off topic for a second. Go for it. I am on immunosuppressant drugs, mm-hmm. and I have, to my knowledge, never had COVID. It's kind of interesting. If I have had it, then I didn't have it very bad. So, Even with put, immunosuppressants, you got put, that bolstered immune system. Putting that out there to the world. <laughs> okay, back on subject. Um, yeah, with uh, 
I think with recovery, I was uh, so my the guy that's that's helping us move the the realtor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I mentioned this to you. You know, he's had back issues and things, yeah. and um, I think he might have had a fusion or something. You know, he's an older guy. Okay, I can't remember. It was something that he had some years ago, but anyway, um, they were talking about. <laughs> Uh, things they they do, you know, so he can kind of get through his day sometimes mm-hmm. and things. And like, yeah, we bought one of those, uh, one of those rapid gun things or whatever. That's <laughs> what they called it. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, and I was like, oh, you mean like a Theragun? Like mm-hmm. it, it goes like this against your body, and you know. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And like, they'll we're talking about how they'll he'll just like get down, you know, she'll use it on his back or yeah. whatever. And I told him like. You know, that's something you have to be careful of because, like, there's certain times that are better to use it and, Mm -hmm. like, the pressure, how deep you're going, you know, things like that. I was trying to kind of half explain it to him with the limited knowledge I I have of it. And I mentioned you, like, oh, you should go see him. I said, like, you know, I don't go to all these, like, doctors. I don't talk about surgeries. I don't do all – you know, I've been to him, Mm -hmm. and he helped me recover through herniations and things. Um, But it it, it was just another, you know – moment where i can see like the consumer just just like with training you know they don't understand the uses of each tool in recovery you know so i I think it's one of the most under appreciated areas in fitness right now and it's starting to gain it is i feel like it's starting to come around because more and more people are uh, saying like how life-changing it is or Mm -hmm. and we're not just talking for competitors we're talking for everyday people you know um, but the, the knowledge, cause everyone just sees like, okay, you take like the rapid reboots cause I'm staring at them right now. Okay. All right. You take those to the average person. They just think, okay, I'm going to put on these pants and they're going to squeeze my legs and who that feels good. Yeah. You know? Okay, cool. Thanks. And you know, and then there's a price that comes with that and they have to justify like, well, these things squeezing my leg, I can just squeeze my own legs at home or, you know, something right. stupid or like. The Theragun, like, oh, well, you know, I can just uh, punch myself. I don't know how people think, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. People don't see the value in, like, some of the costs of getting these therapies done because they they don't know what it's actually doing for your body, one. Right. And two, they haven't used it properly or had the right plan in place mm-hmm. to see it benefit their training. You know, so I think that's that's kind of the big problem with uh, with people not seeking that recovery stuff at first. Yeah. You know, that's the next big project on my plate is getting together information that I can help to educate people like via Facebook and Instagram and getting some stuff out there. And also like here at the gym so that they can understand not just what are the benefits. Cause it's easy to say like, that's going to help your recovery or it's yeah. going to decrease inflammation. But if you can then put it in the context of if you're in competition prep, this is going to particularly benefit you if you ever deal with your elbows hurting, your knees hurting, um, uh, your ankles or hips as you're going through those last four weeks through peak. Yeah. And it's like you could probably count on one hand the number of times that you have either seen or worked with somebody who didn't have their like one of their joints bothering them as they're going through competition prep. Like it's the nature of the beast. So if you can then lay out a plan that says, here's how it helps, here's how it would help you, and here's what you do with it, like that level of information education 
is way more helpful than just saying, this is what it does. Uh, and the same thing with the guy that they say realtor. Yeah. Where, you know, they buy this Theragun that they're using on them. I can give them education on, you know, only use it for this long, only do like this setting or, you know, yeah. here's what could happen. But then there's another version of that where you say, if you do this in combination with A, B, and C, it does this. And if you're, you as an individual are experiencing back pain like this number of times a week at these times of the day, this is how you would want to use it specifically instead of just giving this blanket statement of, you know, run it up and down your back for about two minutes per side. Yeah. Because the two minutes per side might do something, but that two minutes is different in the morning versus afternoon versus evening and what you would want to do before or after that because of what other activities that you're going to be doing. Um, and like you said, that kind of information, that education, it really isn't out there hmm. with it. It's something that we've talked about a lot where there's, we have a very reactive society when it comes to health. It's like, you know, you're overweight and so you finally decide to go get a trainer or a nutritional coach. Um, you have really bad back pain for years and years and then you finally decide to go to like the physical therapist or a coach to help you out with it. As opposed to something which is more, um, oh God, I just blanked on the word. Help me out. Proactive. There. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're doing great. Someone who's like more proactive where they say, I don't want that to happen. Therefore, I'm going to do this work. Yeah. And if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to go to someone who does, which that's where the big difference between recovery and rehabilitation is. Rehabilitation is when things have already gone wrong. The recovery aspect is you doing work mm -hmm. and then what are the best ways for you to recover from the work you're doing so you never get to a point where rehab is a necessity. Yeah. I actually um, I was out here with one of your models of the uh, recovery curves and things um, with one of my clients yesterday because... You know, I try to tell people, you know, and he's he's young, um, and he's used to like sports training where it's just like mm -hmm. kill yourself all the time. Um, and he went off program. This was like said like two weeks ago, so I didn't even know about it till yesterday. Oh, that's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> so he went off program and he had some deadlifts, and you know, he he did it on the right day if you were ever going to do it on a day mm -hmm. i guess but he also did it wrong um so it's like you know i gave him three sets of one i think i said you know at like 300 i think i gave him a range you know 300 to 330 or something okay. like that just you know we've been working on technique i want to see how that technique holds up you know he's a young kid don't you know just freshly started don't mm -hmm. want to get him hurt or anything and he goes up and he pulled like 440 pounds what? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, a couple things here. One, you did it on a day that was singles. Okay. I get it. You know, <laughs> I said two, I, you know, I do know now that you are that strong because you showed me the video from mm -hmm. it. I'm like, okay, I know you're that strong. That's good. You know, technique didn't falter too bad. Like, all right. I said, but don't ever go above like a couple percent off of like what I'm giving you. I said, mm -hmm. this would, would explain like why your squat hasn't moved well. And he's like, yeah, he's like, so I did the, 
the next week's program, you know, was obviously a little bit lighter. And he's like, yeah, those deadlifts, they, they felt heavier than normal. I'm like, this is why. <laughs> this is why. And I, so I started explaining that all to him. And um, he was in the mindset of like, he's like, well, don't. <laughs> he was like, doesn't your body repair in like 48 hours, they say, or something. And he's going off that old motto of like, it breaks down for the first 24 hours and starts to repair for the next 24. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I get it. You know, I get it. But like, you know, he's a young kid. But um, it was just one of those moments that like took me back like 20 years. Yeah. Like, oh, God, I remember when I was this dumb. Um, well, as long as I take a day off and it's not consecutive, I'm yeah, good, right? Yeah. That's my rest day. <laughs> so I, I had to explain that all to him. I'm like, all right, come come here. And I explained like, <laughs> your your recovery model to an extent. And it was just one of them like teaching moments that like I'm like quit reading things on Google or yeah. your buddy that's your age. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, no. <laughs> so I've been trying to teach him because he actually does want to learn. Like he's more of a sciencey kind of kid. So um, I've been trying to like teach him a little bit of, uh, you know, around working out like what's true, what's not and things mm-hmm. like that. And he'll ask me questions once in a while of like, well, my doctor said this or like my whatever coach said this yeah. and like, I, you know, I'll tell him what I think of it. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that like now to explain like recovery to him, mm-hmm. you know, cause right now we're just on a thing of like, I told him like what kind of foods to eat and things like that. Yeah. Uh, water, you know, how much he should be drinking there and stuff like that. Um, and explain to him like timing of meals, you know, sleep, all this. And so we're on the, the point of like, Hey, okay, make sure you do this, this, this after the workout, like, yeah. go do it. All right. And then like, okay, sleep's a problem. Try taking this, 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 and yeah. see if your sleep gets better. All right. But we're not like immersed in like everything. He's not someone that's been lifting four or five years. And I can really be like, you know, knock down the variables and then say like, stuff about recovery and things. Cause if I tell him right now, like, well, you should probably be seeing Dane, you know, weekly. Yeah. It gets overloaded. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of the frustrating places to be where (sighs) you want to go at the pace that they can handle. Yeah. As far as all the information that, you know, they need to learn, but knowing that they're going to make these like sometimes catastrophic mistakes or decisions because you didn't have a chance to teach them that yet. Yeah. Because they just, they weren't ready for it, but apparently they thought they were ready to make the mistake. Yeah. And it's like, Oh God. Bad. Don't do that. So yeah, I, um, you know, and I try to tell them, you know, I tell everyone, you know, it, it's usually the younger people cause they're mm-hmm. used to treating things like sports or your high school lifting program. They don't understand like, you know, if I'm with you and we go off program, that's one thing, mm-hmm. you know, but don't, go off the program or like, you know, when I tell him I need video feedback and like videos don't get sent, he's not, you know, they're just not used to that routine. Um, and that comes from, you know, going to, uh, their, their high school gym and they just, you know, grind them into the ground, work, work, work. All right, let's do some sprints and get out of here, you know? Um, or even these sports performance gyms where they go in and there's some bullshit written on the board and like, then your coach is like, okay, just, yep, squat down, now stand up. Okay, good job. Like, you know. Yeah. So they're not used to actually having an in-depth coach with them. So Putting him through real work. Yeah. So, um, But that recovery stuff, I feel like my chair sunk. My, uh, 
have to like lower my mic down. <laughs> I think the I think I was higher before. Anyway, it's okay. slowly just sinking it, like, like yeah, it's slowly, over there. It's slowly sinking. <laughs> but um you know, explaining their their recovery things to people, it, it gets difficult and um I know I try to push as many people towards you as mm-hmm. I can to start that process and what generally happens is they come to you and i feel like they um you know they'll get some things done and it's it's i feel like there's no middle ground it's either they're all in or they just forget about it you know and then they come back when they're fucked up and then because in a way i wish that people would see it similar to strength training where if someone showed up to work with you and said hey i didn't see enough results after one workout Anyone who knows anything about strength training would hear that and say, well, of course you didn't. Like, this is a consistent thing that you have to do over a period of time. And like, it could take a very long time for you to see the results that you want to do or the results that you want to see and realize that there are multiple factors that are going into it. Like you said, like what you're eating, um, what kind, what are your goals? Where are you starting from? But when it comes to recovery and in particular, something like sports massage, mm. Someone will come in and think that they're going to completely take care of an issue that they've had for who knows how long within one session. And I'd like to think that I do a good job and I can help people make quite a bit of progress depending on what the issue is. But it's very rare. In fact, I can't really think of an instance, but I'll just say rare instead of never. Where someone has come in, they've had one session and is like, nope, I'm good. Yeah. Completely fixed. Right. It'll certainly make progress, especially because you can narrow down more precisely what's going on and what they need to do for themselves. But the idea that they'd be able to come in, have one session with a strength coach and see improvements, as ridiculous as that is, it's equally as ridiculous to think that you're going to have one session with a therapist and see the same thing. Switching my chair. Got a defunct chair. Technical issues. We need one of those signs that says, like, please stand by. Yeah. All right. This Look how high be. you are now. Yeah. This well, this is how this is how high I was. I don't I don't understand. Just slowly bled out. All right. Now I'm back up here. Okay. Um. But I think also part of it is that it's very uh, vague. It's there's a lot of unknowns across the board when it comes to what recovery is. Mm-hmm. Where people just think like, it's the time between when I work out, my body has recovered. Well, if you start to define that and what it means, that definition ends up changing depending on what the workout is. Like if you come to me and you said that you just did a CrossFit workout and you need to recover from it, that's nowhere near the same advice as you saying, hey, I went and had three heavy singles. Like the effect that those two workouts have on the body, some of that will be similar. There will be a few things where I say, yeah, you should definitely do this after the workout on both cases and here's what you should expect for sleep. But you start taking that out over like say six weeks of programming. You have very different recommendations. You know, the, the hard part too, I think is, you know, everyone's working out in a different way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's just so many variables and people don't realize like the better you get, the more sensitive your your training is to each variable. What I mean by that is like, okay, if you have a little bit of uh, off sleep or off food, no, you're not going to go from being like an elite power lifter down to a newbie in three days. It doesn't work that way. But the 
difference between having a good day and a bad day are more sensitive to each variable. So like, Mm -hmm. for example, if you don't keep up on your food and sleep for a few days mm-hmm. and you know the recovery all you know doesn't line up in, in a sense <clears throat> now people will tell you it's just excuses no it's just science like i like that <laughs> you know your body you'll go in and you'll perform like shit and weight will feel heavy mm-hmm. and things will move slow you know, or you might not hit the weight you need to hit. You might not progress the way you need to progress. And that is because you didn't control the variables. That is science. It is not fucking excuses. You know, so we get in this culture of like, and some people are little babies about it. Like, oh my God, I missed those 20 grams of carbs. I'm not going to have a good workout. Okay, right. no. You know, but if you're skipping four meals, you mm-hmm. know, over the last you know, 24 hours and you had three hours of sleep last night and this week's sleep wasn't much better than that. You, you yeah, could be in, for, you could be in for a bad day. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I've had really good workouts when I've been sleeping good. Then I, all, all of a sudden I have a uh, bad sleep night. Um, and I've had really good workouts off that. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that does happen based on, um, your, basically your body's like flight or fight response. Um, But if you consistently don't eat right, don't sleep right, don't use recovery tools, don't go see the practitioners you need to see, Mm -hmm. it has a compounding effect. So um, just like if you sit there and you're saving $5 a day, you know, and you're earning interest on it, it has a compounding effect, right? Right. Same thing if you're pulling money out of your account every single day and you're not putting anything back into it, it has a compounding effect to the negative, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, think of it as like if you keep paying your your uh, your bill or whatever, but they still are charging you interest, you know, that it's going to keep compounding negatively. Right. If you're, or I'm sorry, if you're adding to your bill and they're charging you interest, mm-hmm. um, be the same thing. So, um, <clears throat> I think a lot of people don't understand that. Like beginners, you get away with a lot. You do, right? You know, but once you get going, that intermediate level transitioning to more of an advanced person, you're gonna need that that work done to your body. You're gonna need um, to refine every little thing. I have a lifter right now. Um, she's kind of going through that where like she's gotten the variables down a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still new enough that she can travel a little bit. She can do this or that and still get away with some things and our confidence is coming up. So her lifts are kind of doing better. Okay. Um, but she's going to hit that wall. And this is what I've told her. Like, imagine these, these, this progress you're making now. Imagine if you refine everything, quit traveling so much, quit, you know, cause when she, when she's traveling, she's not eating proper or anything either. Not yeah, sleeping really right, things like that. Yeah. And it's not travel for work. This is fun travel. Okay. You know, so it's different if you have to, if you're obligated to travel, it's different. But when you're going on weekend trips or week long trips often and things like that. And, um, you know, especially if you're driving, you know, on some of these trips, five, six hours each way oh, on yeah. a weekend, plus not eating right then not sleeping right, things like that. Then you show up you know, Monday and expect your training to go well, Mm-mm. it's not going to happen. So you can get away with it a little bit, but once you start getting better, it doesn't work that way. And if you have somebody who is just starting out, it's like, 
you really don't need that much help with your recovery, but have that conversation. Yeah. It's like, have, I wish that this was, er, it was just inherent where like someone started and they knew that I should go have just a consult with a practitioner. So I'll use myself. Like someone has a consult with me and they say, I just started doing powerlifting training. I've never done it before. I've never done a lot of background with lifting with, you know, I just started with Justin. What should I do? All right. Here's a handful of things. You want to come see me probably like once every six weeks. Awesome. In the meantime, make sure you're doing A, B, and C. Like that's the whole Mm -hmm. conversation. They have that level of familiarity with getting work done and talking to me so that when they hit that like 12 to 18 month mark and things start really getting pushed and taken off (coughs) and stuff starts to accumulate, they know what it feels like when it starts to build up and they're more aware of when the issues start kicking in. So then they come to me and say, hey, these things are going on. Well, great. I'm familiar enough with your body because I've worked with you. Here are the things I know you've been doing. Here's how I know they have or haven't been helping you. Let's add these couple of things. Otherwise, you know, you're playing catch up. Yeah. But especially with the amount that I can help someone based on schedule. This, like, this is the thing that kind of blew my mind when it came to the sauna was like I heard people saying, I like it because it doesn't take very long and I don't have to do anything. Well, first of all, you don't have to do shit when you're laying on the table. You just have to get, yeah. lay there and get yeah. worked on other than like tell me a number from one to 10 sometimes. But if it's a matter of timing and schedule, mm-hmm. that is certainly not the only thing and not the first thing that I've purchased that people can use at their convenience for as long as they'd like, yeah. whether it's, you know, 10 minutes or more. And if you just come have a conversation with me about that and say, what are some things that you have available that I could do? I could then handpick which of the tools would be best, mm-hmm. tell you how often to do it and for how long. And if you come in and work out at 830 at night, I'm definitely not going to be here, but you yeah. want to use it. You know, we figure out a way to make that available to you. And yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. These are easy things to implement, but they just require a conversation. Yeah. I think it's just like um, personal responsibility. You know, a lot of people with anything, finances, health, whatever, you know, they don't, they're, they're not proactive with it. You know, they expect like some, oh, it'll just be fine. You know, no, it won't just be fine. So, you know, if you're going to work and uh, you're making money at some point, you know, you're probably going to go talk to at least one financial advisor, I would imagine at some point, or, um, you know, or if you're putting into a 401k and all that stuff, you're going to ask questions about that. I would hope, you know, so, you know, and if you don't do that, then you turn into the person that is 50 years old and then realizes, Oh man, I don't even know, like, did I maximize my returns over the last 30 years or not? You know? Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing with, with lifting is like, when you start to go into that stuff, if you wait until you're an advanced lifter, you know, then you're going to look back and wonder like, how quick could I have gotten better or how much better could I be right now? Had I just started doing this earlier, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it's too late. You've had injuries or you've had problems that, um, are t- not too, I won't say too far gone, but it just takes a lot longer to repair from those mm-hmm. than, uh, than it would have been if you just done it from the start. So, um, <clears throat> I'd say the gen pop por- population too, because the number of people that we've worked with who have come in, who have no aspirations whatsoever of being competitive. They just want to have a healthier lifestyle. They want to better themselves, you know, physically. 
with you know lifting and nutrition and whatnot. And they also start doing some of the recovery work. And so they're feeling better with old aches and pains that are surprised at like that they no longer feel things that they thought they were always going to have to manage. Yeah. Start that conversation at the beginning and just say, hey, I have these things going on. Is there anything that you can do for it? Because if I can't, I'm going to tell you. But if there is anything that I have here, and I'm including my own mm-hmm. services that can benefit you, I'll let you know. Like most people feel worse than they need to. Yeah. Because they don't understand what it is they can be doing for themselves. Mm-hmm. And the things that they have tried that they figured out or they've kind of found on their own. Yeah didn't do what they needed think of even from i mean any practitioner think of how many people you've ever heard say like oh i went to this person and you know whatever kind of practitioner it was and you know two months later i started feeling a lot better and it's like that's not a placebo effect all the time Mm -hmm. you know most of the time it's probably not because those people probably had a problem that was going on for a very very long time Mm -hmm. and they went to someone who had the knowledge to start to make them feel better and it got better mm-hmm. and you'll hear a lot of times they'll quit going and then, Oh my God, it came back or something. You yeah. know, you hear that a lot too, but like even then that's a clear indication that there's something underlying that needs a little bit more work. You know, mm-hmm. um, I used to do this all the time when I would do the subscriptions Yeah, and I have people coming in once a week <clears throat> and typically they always would sign up when they had an issue, like a severe issue that was going on. So they wanted to save money cause they knew they'd be coming in consistently. Yeah. And I'd ask them every time. All right. What do we need to work on? How are you feeling? How are things? Yeah. And there would be this point like three months in where they'd come in and they're expecting the question. They're getting ready to say it. And they're like, actually, I don't, I feel pretty good. Like yeah. I don't really have anything. I was like, ta-da. Yeah. That's, and I would use that on purpose because doing the subscription created the consistency yeah. that they needed in order to eventually resolve it. And then they just need maintenance in yeah. order to keep it away. Yeah. Happened all the time. Nope. Um, yeah. Do we have, uh, do you have questions? I, I, I have one, the one I, we'll probably need to make a whole podcast out of it. Okay. So, uh, the couple of questions that came in were referencing the sauna. So though the one question is, what are your recommendations for using it? And we talked about this a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I really have liked using it on active recovery days or just like rest days for well, it depends on what a person is kind of built up to. But if you've done it before and you can handle it, doing like 20 to 30 minute session while you're in there, um, you know, making sure that you're hydrating well before and after, but then doing that in combination. So if you go do some light movement, maybe do some mobility work, you hop on the bike for a little bit, get some blood flowing. Um, you have some like light exercises, whatever it is you're doing, but then you put the sauna at the end. Mm-hmm. To kind of finish it off is a really good way to do it. I mean, heck, you could do a uh, quick massage sauna. You could do the recovery boots sauna, anything like that. It works really well in combination. Um, after the workout, like we said, good way to do it, especially for those people who are uh, going to be working out at night and you want something to help kind of bring down the nervous system before you go home and end up going to bed. But... How often? I mean, I've read about people that use it every morning for anywhere like five to 10 minutes. It's from what I've researched on it, you hit a point of just diminishing returns and anything past that isn't negative or bad. It's just more of like 
oh, I like doing it. Like there are some people that just really enjoy the sensation of being in there. Mm. They're not getting any greater benefit as far as decreasing inflammation and like speeding up recovery. They just enjoy it. It seems to top off around that five days a week. Mm. But even if you had one day a week that you're doing it, there are benefits. Mm. It's like, even if you only work out one day a week, it's is it optimal? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that what you really want to do or should be doing? Not necessarily, but it's better than nothing. It yeah. starts to move you towards mm. the benefits it can be giving. Um, but that time length aspect, like I was saying, you start off around like 10 minutes, which might seem like nothing to some people, but it should feel that way. Like you want to always have this sense of comfort when you're in there. Yeah. You're not like on edge wanting to like hop out of there. Yeah. In that case, it's probably too hot or too long. Mm -hmm. Um, so you start around 10 years, like you slowly increase your time over the course of many sessions until you get to what fits your schedule. Like if you're someone who can only do 20 minutes, that's all that you have time for. Well, then yeah. you build yourself up to that. And there you go. You're good. Is there, is there another one? We answer pretty much the questions in the, in the podcast. We, yeah, we pretty much answered it. Yeah. That was just kind of a, a repeat and a wrap up of it. There, there's some other ones that, that I have. I, I just want to put those into a whole podcast because they're, they're lengthy and uh, we can kind of go off on, on a tangent on some of them so and honestly like that doesn't even go into talking about like gen pop yeah effects yeah um there's whole things talking about like skincare health and eye health mm -hmm. that are benefited from it and like again dealing with just general arthritis yeah. and aches and pains that are in the body that are unrelated yeah. to working out um i don't want people to think that because this is predominantly like geared towards uh, athletes when we say it, like it can only be used by athletes or those benefits only have a place within training like yeah, no. no there's all yeah well I, I mean just from a company standpoint they wouldn't be making a bunch of them right because we're still a small population mm -hmm. so um, I've actually seen when we were looking at houses I've seen uh, numerous houses that had those or a version of yeah uh, in their house in the pictures and stuff mm -hmm. Or it would be even in the description that it was staying or something yeah. like that. <clears throat> so, anyway, I'm getting very congested. <laughs> I can hardly breathe. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. Hopefully this crap goes away soon. So, anyway. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for today. Uh, not a lot coming up. We got a USPA meet this weekend. Um, if you're in the area, stop by, see that, help us out. Uh, an iron dog meet. Um, I think last year, you know, sold out and there's some, some pretty good lifts that came, came about in it. Uh, we do have the fall brawl here in November 6th. So and then that will round out the meets, um, at the gym for the year. So, um, I don't think Dan, I don't think he announced yet, but there, I know there's going to be a spring meet at the gym for Olympic weightlifting too. So if you know, Olympic weightlifters, that are looking to kind of schedule something. Um, not really sure exactly when yet. I'd have to find out, but I think that's going to get registered up and announced mm -hmm. fairly soon. So uh, if you're in the area or know people in the area, get them into it. So, all right. Yeah, that's it for today. Have a good one. <laughs>